Hey, it's me, Joel. Just wanted to jump in here right at the beginning to say that, yes, we are aware this episode is much, much longer than our previous episodes have been. Because we had a guest on, we tried making two characters, and we all agreed afterwards, including the guest, that it wasn't worth doubling the recording time. Out of respect to our guest, we're not splitting this episode up, but if we ever get another episode this long, we probably will make it a two-parter. At the end of this episode, James, our guest, states that he's recently changed his username to Master King Tyrone on Twitch. However, since the name didn't go over as well with his audience, he's changed his domain yet again to Chaos King Tyrone. So, ignore the the twitch.tv slash Master King Tyrone. Master King Tyrone is dead. All hail Chaos King Tyrone. Anyway, enjoy the episode. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binaries of all ages, welcome to the show. If you're here to learn how to create characters in different RPGs, you're in the wrong place because we're not creating characters, we're creating cats. This is how to create a literal cat in your favorite RPG. That it is, Joel. Uh, we're here, we're back, this is episode three. Four. Well, this is four? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I don't know what order we're publishing these in. Who knows? This could be episode 10, for all we know. <laughs> Probably it's won't. Probably four, though. <laughs> if it's not four, y'all can mock us as much as you want. Anyway, welcome to How to Make a Literal Cat in Your Favorite RPG. We are here to make cats in different RPGs. We don't care how many rules we have to break to do it. Anyway, we have someone with us today. And that someone is... James. This is James. Everyone say hello to James. Hello, everyone. Hi, James. Hello. And James, what is your uh, area of expertise here? Funny enough, I'm pretty good at uh, some gaming and making characters, believe it or not. All right. I'm also pretty good at storytelling, too. Okay. James has joined us all the way from wherever he's from. We're all speaking remotely anyway, so it doesn't actually matter. But, um, man, I'm off my game today. Sorry, guys. Uh, all good, all good. It's okay. Y'all are going to have to carry this episode, which is going to be awkward, because I am still filling in the role of the Game Master, sort of. Oh, boy. Um, you are the one that has all of the games, I think, ever created, it feels like. Yeah, only half of them. And that's that's still a pretty good number. <laughs> I, I highly doubt I even have half. Maybe half. The ones created officially since 2016? No, it, it, that's still a, a staggering number of games. I'm nowhere close. Anyway, I am kind of going to be walking people through character creation in this, my favorite RPG. Yeah, I'll be honest. I've never really quite made a, a literal animal character before, so this is going to be fun. Also, uh, James, isn't it your birthday? At the time of recording this? It was. A day ago. That's right. Anyway, happy birthday to James here. Happy birthday, James. Thank you, guys. And as your birthday present, I will let you make the cat this episode. 
Austin is going to be making a normal guy. This is fantastic. Right? Well, normal for uh for the system, which what you're making a supernatural private investigator. But tell me that's not normal in real life? Guys, I got to go. <laughs> I mean <laughs> So anyway, again, this is my favorite role-playing game, City of Mist. City of Mist is a Daredevil-inspired paranormal uh, investigation game. That's probably not a great way to put it. Have y'all read uh, the Fable comics or played The Wolf Among Us? Not played it. I've seen people play it. I've seen some of it played, but I have not played it much. Okay. Wolf Among Us, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, those are, oddly enough, the closest examples you can find to... Movies that will describe this game. One of those is not a movie. Don't at me. Oh, but <laughs> I never really seen Roger Rabbit that way. That makes sense. But yeah. So basically it's a it's a noir film world where the world is surrounded by supernatural phenomena. Most people go about their ordinary lives completely unaware this is happening because of a phenomenon called the mist, which basically separates fiction from reality as we understand it however things get through the mist all the time and these things will attach themselves to people objects animals you name it and form what we, what we call rifts uh, this is almost exactly like percy jackson i know exactly what's going on now. yeah it actually would have been a better no, actually probably would be better <laughs> I mean, Percy Jackson is far more of a demigods RPG releasing soon, hopefully, or a Scion RPG. But yeah, you know, it has some similarities. The idea of a a mist that kind of keeps the the divine, the the supernatural, from the prying eyes of non supernaturals mm-hmm. fits. Except in Percy Jackson, you enter into that world by birthright. Whereas in City of Mist, everyone actually has a mythical world equivalent that has to reach out to them. But when that connection is formed, you realize you've been, I don't know, Zeus or Red Riding Hood all along. And now that that connection has been established, they want to tell their story through you in the modern day. All right. Did I say who who published this game? Son of Oak Game Studio. Uh, it's Son of Oak Game Studio, who also made Queers RPG. That's Queers with a Z, and is currently working on. Uh, I don't know if it's Tokyo Otherscape, Metro Otherscape. It it's I I backed the Kickstarter, and I'm still confused by it. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of the same deal, except cyberpunk. So it should be cool when it comes out. <laughs> We'll leave that up to the to the viewers to find out. Yeah. Shout out to Son of Oak Game Studio, though. They they published some cool games. They all kind of follow the exact same pattern as City of Mist. In fact, City of Mist is the template. Um, by the way, before we move too far, I would like mm-hmm. to encourage the guests to go and check out the games that we use for this series. Because the ones we have done so far are fantastic. Uh, after mm-hmm. you know reading through them and going through character creation, I heavily encourage you all to go out and check these games out. If you're a fan of RPGs, probably the reason why you're here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> please uh, go give them all a look. Mm-hmm. 
and then come back here and listen to us butcher another RPG by turning exactly. it into a cat. <laughs> so anyway, let's, I guess without further ado, get started. I should also note, I am working with the old version of the City of Mist tome. The new version is the exact same, except it's been split into two books. Uh, but if you're following along at home and you didn't get in on the first edition of this game, then the page numbers will probably be all wrong. Don't listen to me when I shout out a page number. <laughs> right. Who are you, right? Uh, character creation starts on page 88 according to this technically 89 in the pdf but the page is labeled 88 on the chapter we need to kind of go through some things first off you've got the character you both have your character yeah. sheets up right yes. step one of this is kind of we need to establish what we're looking at okay just a quick i'll throw it out there does anyone want to play as a gatekeeper I was thinking about making the cat gate a gatekeeper. Trust me, I have an I have an interesting idea that you're gonna like. Okay, well in that case, you should also open up Shadows and Showdowns to page two thirty six. It looks like, and we'll start from here. Anyway, allow me to explain what we're talking about. City of Mist, at its core, has characters split up between two elements. There's the mythos, and then there's the logos. If you're playing without the Shadows and Showdowns expansion, that is all, all that there is. Mythos and Logos. And what these two uh, ideas represent are the different aspects of your character. As I explained before, when your character becomes a Rift, they establish a connection with a, a, a legend, a character from a legend, or something of the sort. Sometimes just the concept of, I don't know, the concept of Robin Hood could come through, and then maybe it starts off, you're, you're the classic uh, folktale of Robin Hood. But then as you go on, you acquire aspects of the Disney's Robin Hood. And if you keep going, you'll eventually acquire aspects of that one Robin Hood movie starring Russell, Russell Crowe <laughs> that was no one actually liked. No one actually liked that. I, I'm sorry. I it just it wasn't that good. It was good. not. It was I didn't not. Um, see it. No. <laughs> no offense to Russell Crowe if you're listening. All right. But the idea here is mythos is that legend. That legend, like I said, wants its story to be told through you. But you didn't realize you were part of this legend until. Like, the moment your character awakened. And that could have been years ago. It could have been five minutes ago at the start of the game. Who knows yet? But the point is, you've already been living your life. You already have your own hopes, dreams, goals, ambitions, struggles, relationships. And you can't just abandon all of those to go pursue the mysteries and tell the story that you were apparently part of all along. If you, if you are playing with the Shadows and Showdowns expansion, though, like we are, you have another option. You can replace your Mythos themes with Gatekeeper themes. And the Gatekeeper themes basically give you supernatural abilities made to help you maintain the mist. This, this force that separates reality from fiction. When something leaks through, it is your job to make sure that it doesn't become a thing that opens up 
even more holes in the fabric of reality because it could be a very simple thing that that tears a hole so big that something called the riot will happen and the riot is a concept that's been presented throughout the city of mist rulebook there's a lot more information about it in shadows and showdowns but essentially it's the the destruction of the mist and emerging of the mythos and logos worlds entirely it is generally considered a bad thing so as a, a gatekeeper it would be your job to stop it but uh as a pl- as a player in a non gatekeeper game gatekeepers tend to get in your way they are a regulatory force who wants you to not pursue the mysteries of your mythos so again it's it's my understanding that like if you have if you're a gatekeeper, you don't have a mythos past. You may have human ties, but you do you are separate from the mist. You're kind of above and immune to its effects. So, Austin, would you prefer to play as the manifestation of a legend or as the fun police who keeps you from manifesting legends? Uh I want to manifest a legend. All right, so this cat and uh, and Austin's uh, human guy are going to be at odds, probably. Oh, at odds? I was actually kind of more, um, I was thinking of a little bit of a weird truce kind of thing. Mm. I, I think, uh, I think it can be an uneasy alliance or something, but there will be a lot of points. W- if you're playing a gatekeeper and he's playing a, a rift, there will be a lot of points where you are simply at odds. <laughs> That just makes it more fun. True. Exactly. This is not a. This is not a problem. It is. Yeah. A, it's a just a thing. Once we get there, I'll tell you my idea of what I kind of want this cat to be. So the first thing we need to do is kind of come up with a concept. We need to know first off who is your character. That's that's step one, as you can see on page ninety four or ninety five of the PDF in the core rulebook. So the the most important thing to note is like like i said what is your character concept who are you and this again has two parts it has your regular life you have to think about your regular life who are you in real life and then who are you whose legend is being told through you who's who's your mythos side basically Mm -hmm. and so uh James has already said that he is a gatekeeper, so I I think just cross out your mythos, the the thing that says mythos on your character sheet, and just say gatekeeper. And then if you have a, a further description to give, then there should be a second line on that card. Right. And then your logos is cat. <laughs> I was going to say um, cat life, actually. Cat life. <laughs> that's fine. That works just. That works just as well. Austin, do you have an idea for your character? Ooh, currently thumbing through every mythical being I can think of. I feel like I would want a character and a mythos who are kind of, or a, is it a logos? That's your... Yeah, logos, human, human side. side. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I want like a, a logos that's kind of like not super into being, you know, all of that. Um, oh, the more the logos and mythos are at odds the better there are entire mechanics based around this so i'm trying to think of like kind of a kind of a person who lives their life very quietly you know um like kira yoshikage i don't know who that is (laughs) 
JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4. Homie, serial I've seen, killer. I've seen like two episodes of JoJo. Okay, uh, Joel, I think you need to tie him down and make him watch jo- the entire JoJo series. Uh, he's too far away. My arms aren't long enough to reach. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? So Maybe someday. <laughs> anyway, I can't blame you. Part 1 was kind of tough to get yeah. through. I, I think like once um, it got once it got the part two, it was smooth. Yeah, I I agree with that. But anyway, we're getting yes. off track. Let us let's, we are making a cat and a human. Let's go. Unless we want to make a yep. cat. Unless we want to make the a stand the, the cat the stand. No, no, no I'm not going with that. That's lame. <laughs> no, that's, it'd be funny, um, yeah. but it'd be lame. So funny. yeah. Anyway, so for logos, kind of just like. Probably like a, a factory worker who just kind of goes in, gets their job done, comes home, spends their free time, you know, just doing the things they enjoy. And then Mythos, probably, I'm trying to think of like a god that just like, I could do like Loki or someone who just wants to go out and cause problems on purpose. Um, or someone like Dionysus that, you know, wants to go out and party or have have something of them known to the world. I, I feel. I feel like. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm actually more into the Loki. The Loki one that actually is interesting because then uh, that could really help conflict with the uh, cat as well. Would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would like if we're gonna have the cat as a gatekeeper and, and they're working with you. I think that is going to create some interesting friction. Yeah, uh, the character that you have described there. Because anytime you give in to your mythos side, that is going to be very bad for your relationship. That is when the cat will strike if you give in. Okay, so we'll do we'll do Loki as the mythos. Yeah, um, that works perfectly. That really does. <laughs> you mean perfectly? I'm sorry, that's Austin's job. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we've reached you're... our cat pun quota. It's it's only one. It's pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. We're feel we're feeling fine about this, right? Feline. No feline fine we already ended an episode on that one we did end it up well we're starting in the middle with that one there you go boys (laughs) oh boy (laughs) (sighs) anyway all right so anyway all right so we got so we got our character concepts now we move on to choosing themes each character is made out of four themes each theme is associated with either a mythos or logos or a gatekeeper theme the character begins the game with one Mythos or Gatekeeper theme and at least one uh, Logos theme. You have to have uh, one of each. You can distribute the others however you want. So if you want to... Uh, there's a, there's even a, a bit of a description for this. Uh, Rift with one Mythos theme and three Logos themes is touched. For the touched, or- ordinary life plays a bigger role than their Mythos, which they only tap into when absolutely necessary. Touch always risk run the risk of losing contact with their mythos and becoming sleepers again. A rift with two mythos themes and a, two logos themes is a borderliner. Borderliners are walking the line between becoming a glorious exemplar of their legend and maintaining their ordinary identity. A rift with three mythos themes and one logos theme is a legendary. Legendaries have almost entirely opened up to the mythos in them, becoming more powerful and to some extent taking less interest in the mundane life. Nevertheless, they are still dependent on at least one thing that makes them human. Losing it would end their humanity and make them a willing vessel of their mythos, an avatar. And if that were to happen, that's when the gatekeeper comes in. Yeah. Uh, Well, 
gatekeepers honestly don't seem to mind avatars because the mist works overtime to hide them anyway. I feel like my cat would uh, start pouncing them. That could be. I'm just going to read through the uh, mythos theme types that are listed in the, the book, and then we'll get in. There there are new themes that have been added for in the Shadows and Showdowns expansion, but let's just go through what we have in the core book right. first. Because these are kind of the ones that everyone's familiar with. These are the ones that have official support on Drive Through RPG and uh, Roll20.net and all those uh, all those sites. Uh, anyway, so mythos themes. The adaptation theme represents powers that can change according to the situation or a power with many different uses, such as sor sorcery, shape shifting, or gadgeteering. The Bastion theme represents powers that allow you to survive harsh conditions and protect yourself and others from harm, such as a body made out of stone, invulnerability, or some other magical protection. The Divination theme represents powers that allow you to know or learn things beyond normal perception, such as special senses, the power to read minds, or the power to communicate with the dead. The Expression theme type, and this is kind of like your most common like combat theme I've seen, Represents powers that you can project or unleash to affect or influence the world, such as a warrior's rage, blast of ice, a healing touch, or mind control. The mobility theme represents powers that allow you to move easily, fast, and unobstructed, such as the power to fly, turn your body into water, or miraculously escape confinement. The relic theme type represents an object in your possession that channels powers of your mythos, such as a magic ring, flying broom, or a diabolic mask that turns you into a vampire. The subversion theme represents powers that allow you to act discreetly and hide your intentions and deeds, such as trickery and illusions, invisibility, and the power to beguile others. Now onto the logos themes in the core book. The defining event theme represents a pivotal moment or period in your life that has changed you irrevocably, irrev irrevoc irrevocably such as a near-fatal accident, an earth-shaking revelation, or time spent at an orphanage. The defining relationship theme type represents a relationship with a person, group, or organization that is at the center of your life, such as your mother, your mentor, your gang, or your cult. The mission represents a goal you have set for yourself and that you strive to achieve, such as finding a cure to a disease, avenging your brother, or bringing a killer to justice. The personality theme type represents your character, temperament, or personal style such as being charming, hard-boiled, hard flamboyant, or paranoid. The possessions theme type represents anything important you have in your possession such as, you, such as your fortune and assets, your old car, or an arsenal of firearms. The routine theme type represents your main everyday activity such as a job, caretaking duties, going to school, doing research, or just bumming around. The training theme type represents the expertise you have acquired in a given field, such as medical training, martial arts, or cooking. Now, uh, let me pull up, because we have some new theme books in Shadows and Showdown. Uh, mythos themes are Conjuration, uh, which is basically summoning, creating fat fantastical beings or objects through sorcery by summoning them from someone's dreams by constructing them from the environment uh, etc destiny a prophecy a curse an unavoidable duty a deal you made with the devil 
they have a definitely not ghostwriter thing going on on the uh, destiny page so if that helps you uh, determine what kind of guy you are fate written in the stars being the chosen one etc 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 Enclave, a door that leads to a legendary place, a mythical building disguised as mundane. Basically, a magic hideout. They added uh, the Enclave and the turf themes, basically to give you a a, a, pl- a base of operations for your character. Turf is kind of the same thing as Enclave, except mundane, a Logos theme instead of Mythos. Now, for Mythos, we have Familiar, which is basically a companion character of of some kind that you control narratively but is not like literally your character so if you got a genie in a bottle or something or a ghost dog or uh salem the cat (laughs) there's also the new theme struggle a life circumstance your character is experiencing as a hardship and coping with so those are your mythos and logos themes now, for the Gatekeeper characters, there are uh, some themes for that as well. Not quite as many as the uh, the the uh, Mythos and Logos themes, but that's, that's fine. So, the first uh, theme book we have for the Gatekeepers is Shrouding. Changing your appearance. Make yourself inconspicuous. Erase someone's memories. Distract someone at a critical moment. Draw more mist to your surroundings. Basically, you can manipulate the mist to change people's perception of reality. The advanced art theme book allows you to create technology, take away mythos powers, etc. Again, manipulate the mist. Uh, This is more of an offensive thing. Like The other thing is manipulate the mist to deceive someone. This is manipulate the mist to affect someone in some way. Um, Turn rifts into sleepers, close enclaves, Detects rifts, uh, target senses, read the city like a radar or scanner, know your mythoid, create rifts. So in in some uh, circumstances, you like as the gatekeepers, you can use your abilities to create rifts or summon and control mythoid. So so the advanced star is kind of a, a free range like thing to that allows you to manipulate the mist to do anything that is not basically the deception stuff from the the Shroud theme book. And then the Unit theme book. The Unit theme book is fun because it's basically a group of gatekeepers you command, an all-purpose field team, a floor of desk jockeys or perchers. Basically, you have your own personal team of gatekeepers you can call in to handle things. And the gatekeeper has some like unique player moves. Instead of adding to the character's mythos or logos ratings, mist themes add to the character's mist rating. So you would replace, basically, your mythos rating with the, the mist rating. A character's mist rating is equal to the number of mist themes that you have, which are, again, the gatekeeper themes. Using your character's mist rating when making gatekeeper ca- players means that you roll plus mist instead of roll plus power. Um, so, like, uh, a good equivalent of this is in... Mythos themes, you have a move called Stop Holding Back, which basically means you can use your Mythos powers beyond what they're supposed to be used for. And there are some there are some consequences for doing this. Like, you could lose entire themes if you push them too hard. But 
you also get to do something really cool and usually end uh like end problems before they begin. I don't know. Playing as gatekeepers is kind of cool. It it adds a lot of additional stuff to the game. Yes, nice. it does. And I think I already have a mm-hmm. perfect idea of what I'm going to give them. I think I also have a pretty good idea of what I'm going to give uh, my character. <laughs> All right. We will let James go first because he's the one making the titular cat. Absolutely. All right. So the first type I'm thinking of for this cat will be the advanced art. And this one would be the power to steal away rifts, basically take it away. Hmm. Okay. All right. And I think I'm going to, na- I'm going to like name the theme like eyes of doom. Just because um, if um, the cat can get the person to look it straight in the eyes, the mythos will close, basically. Interesting. Okay. That's what I think will be interesting. Alright. Um, just for, the, I guess, the purpose, I guess, because I can't really do mystery or identity anymore, so it would be like purpose, kind of. And the purpose right. would be... You would replace mystery, yeah, I- you would replace the mystery and identity yeah. with purpose. And the purpose would be uh, to make sure... Uh, Nothing gets too out of hand. All right. So, uh, Austin, what is your first theme that you have thought of? Uh, so I'm going to go with a 3-1 balance uh, because, like we mentioned, this character is pretty pretty mundane. So I think the one that fits the most perfectly is definitely routine. Um, okay. He just, you know, this character just wants to maintain their job and come home, bum around. So... I think routine is the best fitting. All right. So he, he's a man who appreciates his routine. Um, I will say, like, it's fine you want to do this. This is something that will come into conflict a lot simply because the routine is something that, like, if your character doesn't do this, then um, it immediately puts the thing at risk. Breaking the routine is bad. Ah. Uh. A lot of people, when they're talking about, like, if they, ha- if they have a job, um, if they don't want the job to get in the way, then they do training. But I think with your character, you want, your character wants the job to get in the way. Yes. All right. That is, that is perfectly acceptable then. All right. Uh, James, what is your second theme? All right. My second theme well, actually, it was funny enough, I was going to have two advanced arts, but I realized I could probably just combine that all into one to save room. So, my... S- yeah, you can't have two of the yeah, same... Yeah, that's what I thought, uh... so that's why That's why I, I think... And actually, I think the next thing I was going to do would be... Uh, what was it? What was it again? Wait, no, advanced arts is... Yeah, advanced art was to say, like, radar, so not that. Yeah, I'll just say uh, shrouding. I didn't exactly know what I was going to do yet with it, but I'm thinking, um, thinking something along the lines of erasing someone's memory. Just because, I mean, all right. I will say, remember that we are trying to be as oh, yeah. close to a regular yeah, cat that's here. True. You're as right. Possible. You're right. You're right. Mm. Inconspicuous. Um, is it not basically like, make yourself like just not known or something else? Right. I think you could make an argument for like cats. When they need to, they can be stealthy. Some are not that smart about it, but they do know how to hide. And this cat's obviously a good hider. All right. So I think you could make an argument for, like, you're in the middle of a city, and seeing a cat running around in a city I don't think is all that uncommon. I think you could make an argument for a theme there called part of the scenery or something like that, 
where like people just kind of glance over you if you don't want them to see you. Yeah, that could work. So basically a city blending, I guess. Hmm, what would be the purpose of city blending other than, you know, blend into and not look suspicious? Hmm. I want to try to find the figure. Remember the purpose of uh, like having a mystery or identity. This is the story hooks for your character. So when you're describing your purpose with this, uh, try and think of something that gives you a bit of a story hook. Also, also um, we we can you can worry about that later. Let's uh, hop over to yeah. Austin. What are you thinking for your second theme? Because that part's technically later on in the process. Quick question. Am I allowed to use a Logos from the Shadows and Showdowns one? Absolutely. Okay. I think I want to do Struggle, because while the character wants to, you know, have a routine, I think they would struggle with, like, too much of the same. You know what I mean? Like, right. this could be uh, loneliness or... um insecurity maybe lack of meaning all right and that could be like it's it's great when you can come up with a way for your uh your logos themes or your mythos themes to be pitted against your other logos or mythos themes and not just like oh my mythos wants something but my logos wants something else it's like i'm a human being who also would have conflicting interests even if this weird thing never happened to me <laughs> yes so yeah i think i'm gonna go with lack of meaning they they like to have their um, routine, but it doesn't feel fulfilling to them. Mm -hmm. They want more, but they don't know how they would reasonably achieve. Right. All right. That, I think, works just fine. Um, so, oh, there's uh, notes on creating the concept section, which is kind of what we're uh, going through right now. And you're... Uh, each theme book should have, when you're reading the the uh, the page for that theme book, should have concept questions basically uh, that'll help with with that. Uh, and the concept is what uh, kind of helps you determine the title of the theme, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so when you're naming these, the naming conventions for these is supposed to be things like. Uh, you don't just straight up say what the power is. You use things like Eyes of Doom, which does not dis directly tell you that that uh, the Eyes of Doom means if you try and have a staring contest with this cat, you will eventually lose your Mythos powers. It just sounds like a a a, a cool thing. Or like uh, again, like what was the thing I said before? Part of the environment doesn't necessarily tell you that the i that the idea, the high concept of the theme is that you blend in because you look just you look like you're supposed to be there wherever wherever you are as a cat you look like you're supposed to be there if y'all ever listen to the mist conceptions podcast there's someone one character on that show that I'm thinking of right now when I uh and saying that who had a theme called nature is a friend of mine which basically was a manipulate a plant manipulation power anyway Shout out to Mist Conceptions, who is no longer playing City of Mist. But that's uh, that's neither here nor there. We are on to, uh, let's see, I think, uh, James, your your third theme. Or it, uh, I see you've typed in unit, so I'm guessing you're going with another uh, gatekeeper Yeah, it's going to be three gatekeepers, one logo, or whatever. That's that, The logo that is just going to be, like, full-on cats, basically. 
Although the units okay. also kind of also thing is for unit. Basically, I'm saying I have an army of cats, but I wonder if I could maybe switch that to turf instead. Possibly, I, I think both might be able to work. Well, they don't have they don't have to be uh the same theme. Actually, you could have like the alley where where your cats tip. Like if you have an army of alley cats, is what you're saying, or something. Then you could say, okay, then I have the ability to call upon them at will, but they all hang out in this one alley, uh, which is where we plan our uh, uh, operations and stuff. Cat alley. All right, but we'll get to we'll get to your logos theme in a minute. You can spend some more time thinking about yeah. that. So, is the unit then just literally like an army of street cats? Uh, pretty much. Like, I kind of want to make like something funny, like. When a rift's being sealed, you'll you'll know that it's about to happen when there's a bunch of cats come showing up out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I think it'd be very weird and funny at the same time. If all these cats show up and then would... the person loses their mythos for good. <laughs> it, yeah, you know what? You know what else we could do? Like, just the the gatekeepers are kind of defined as like the men in gray, not the men in black. The men in gray. The men in mist. Uh, <laughs> But we could say in our world, because it's our game and we can do whatever we want, that all the gatekeepers are cats. Ooh, yes. And it's just kind of like a a, no, a known unspoken rule am among uh, communities of mythos that you stay away from the cats. <laughs> yes. That works perfectly. I'm into that. Yeah. Okay, right, cool. So yeah, unit then. Unit. I'm into that. Okay. Uh, Austin, what is your third theme? I'm actually kind of struggling with my third theme. You're doing, um, uh, three, uh, mythos, right? Three uh, logos. Three logos, one mythos. Oh, mm -hmm. so the, the ones I'm currently thinking about are, uh, personality could be, could mean a lot of things. Um, defining event sounds okay, but I don't know... If you're wanting your guy to be like a like a, a run of the mill guy who doesn't really have a lot going on, mm -hmm. defining a defining event, I guess you could do a defining event to say like why he's not all like if something happened happened specifically that made him not ever want to leave his like comfort zone ever again, like yeah. no matter how dissatisfied that made him, you could do that. But I think. Defining events as, like, a story hook, which is what we're going for here, typically are, like, trauma traumatic events that make you want to go out and do something. Uh. Or, like, are defining, like, defining traits that make you interesting. Gotcha, gotcha. So, I think to round this guy out and make him more interesting, like, even if he just remains, like, this hapless guy who just so happened to be burdened with Loki's glorious purpose, uh, <laughs> then, uh, I don't know, maybe a relationship or... Yeah, I'm trying to think of what that relationship would be. What could this, what relationship could this person have that wants to keep them kind of close? Maybe... Maybe a child. Or Maybe a child. Maybe this person is caring caring for their child and just wants to, you know, stay safe. That could that could work. Um What was what was your idea? I think you were about to say something. I don't know. The the thing to remember with all this is um 
you need to be able to get skills that you can use in various situations or someone you can call upon. So I think a child could be interesting. It, I'm not even saying it can't be useful. Your chi- like the child could have a far more interesting life than you do. And therefore, like when you ask them about something, they can either do they they will just like surprise you by knowing how to do things you'd never heard of them doing before. True. Um, or you could have training like you. Yeah, I was like thinking you have of the training. Ru- you have the routine and then you have the training. Uh, the only thing is, if you're going to have a routine and training, it you should make sure that the training is not for a thing tied to the routine. <laughs> yeah. So maybe part of this person's routine is uh, going to a martial arts class um, or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Maybe. Or he could be another guy who has a uh, a college education but couldn't get a job in it, so just ended up as a floor worker on a factory and has been there ever since. Mm-hmm. So, so like that, w- that might be a thing that could make him a little more interesting, is he's actually got like a, a degree in... I don't know, what would he have a degree in that would make him interesting? Uh... I've been to college, that's just full of stuffy nerds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Degree, degree, degree. What'd be a fun degree for a Loki say? Hmm. Damn, that's hard. I can't think of anything. Yeah. Oh, my French. Uh, don't worry about maybe, it. Maybe maybe this person has a degree in mythology, and that's why they couldn't find a job in their field. <laughs> and now they have to deal with an actual so god. <laughs> so like a, a liberal arts degree, kind of, with a focus in, like, like uh, hi- history. Like, mm-hmm. Kind of specifically uh, mythology. I think that would be interesting. And it would give you a reason to be teamed up with a gatekeeper, even though you uh, you yourself are a rift. Yeah. Because the gatekeeper could use your knowledge of, like, lore, basically. Your, your human ability, uh, one of your human abilities is simply you have encyclopedic knowledge that allows you to identify... What a what your uh, the rift of whoever you're targeting could be, yeah, which makes so, it easier to use the rift ceiling powers. Yeah, we're just a duo of we're just a duo that wants to keep these things out. <laughs> so kinda, yeah, kind of. Uh, bachelor's degree in mythology. I think you could like call yourself like the uh, a a walking encyclopedia or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would that would that would satisfy the training thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, James, time for your logos theme. All right, now this one I have been thinking on for you know, no logo theme is basically just a cat. They need to be a cat, and really the right. only thing I could see that might be okay would either be something along with mission or um, routine. That's what it is, routine. All right, so what's your uh, your cat routine? Let's see. I think the routine, because they're trying to act like a cat. The cat obviously loves seafood and fish, so they go down to the docks, try to get some free fish that the fishermen kindly leave out. All right. I think. That's a daily routine. Followed so, by an hour of uh, cat nap. <laughs> okay. Um, the only thing I will say is remember that you do have to pull a uh, series of skills out of this. And I'm not saying you can't do that from a trip down to the the docks to 
uh, borrow fish and taking a daily cat nap, but... Honestly, you know what, routine, uh, or maybe something along the lines of, no one can resist. I have really cute cat eyes and no one can resist. Sounds like a personality, personality thing, okay, maybe. Yeah, I was also mm-hmm. thinking personality, but I didn't know if they could, like, fit. I think you could make a personality work. It's kind of like a, it's, it just is about character traits. And your core character trait is yeah. cat. <laughs> That's true. Why do I keep doing that? Did I spell that right? Yeah, I did spell that right. I don't right. know. Okay, good. Oh. All right. Uh, Austin, what is your mythos theme? Ooh, this is, this is the other one I was, uh, I'm kind of flip-flopping between. Loki can do a, sorry, Adi- Loki can do a lot of stuff. It's kind of hard. I know, which is why I was thinking adaptation could be really good, um, since adaptation. since this character knows a lot about mythology and all of these different, you know, otherworldly things. They're more well, they're they can more easily adapt to their current situation. Plus, Loki has a plethora of of abilities, utility, yeah, abilities uh, at his disposal. Now here's the question. The other one. I have one right. question for you, though, Austin. Sorry. Is this the Marvel Cinematic Universe Loki? Ooh, that's a. Uh, I want to go with. I want to say no. Okay. Um, okay. Then we're not gonna play with the Tesseract. <laughs> yeah. No. No uh, Infinity Stones. <laughs> the other one, and this one's more just kind of like I think it'd be kind of funny. Um, is Destiny? All right. Um. What is Loki's destiny? Could be to become, you know, the ruler of Asgard. Uh, Asgard, yeah. Um, something he is determined to do. All right, that, that can uh, work. Maybe he's trying to fulfill a prophecy um, or live up to his family legacy. All right, I think that could work. Theme books are questionnaires that help you put together the details of each of your character's themes, including power tags, weakness tags, a mystery or an identity, and a title. So we've got all of our theme books. We've got our concepts. We need to start filling out the questions tied to our characters. The uh, the first part of that is the mystery or identity. Or if you're playing a uh, gatekeeper, then I think it's, what is it called again? Um, directive, right? Yeah, it's called directive. Okay. Oh, I kind of already kind of um, I already kind of filled all those stuff out. <laughs> uh that that's fine. Uh it is one of the uh last things technically on the uh the thing. So first off, we need to make sure we have our concepts down. Uh think about your uh posi- think about your uh character. Each of the theme books kind of has a different description. I'm reading off of the shrouding one right right now, but they all have something kind of similar. Uh more in relation to the theme in question. Uh, but te- let's see, your first theme book is actually uh, Advanced yes. Art, right? So let me skip down to that one and read that one off. Think about your position within the gatekeepers in which Advanced Art would be most appropriate for you to learn. Are any of the arts an inherent part of your job? If so, what aspect of it did you specialize in? You've kind of already filled out your concept, so we'll... Uh, skip that. Yeah. Uh, which advanced art did you learn? I think you you've mending. described kind of mending. So you you learned mending, and why did you learn mending as part of the training for my role as a? Again, you've kind of already filled out the concept, so we can skip on to the power tag questions now. When we're doing power tags, here here's the important thing: you have to answer A, but 
you can answer any of the other ones that you want. And you can take up to three power tags to start with. On one theme, you're actually allowed to take four. However, you have to have two weaknesses for that theme. And we'll get into weaknesses later. Okay. But anyway, so we're starting with advanced right. arts. And so A would be what advanced art did you study? Which, of course, for me, it'd be mending. The other questions are, within your advanced art, what did you specialize in? Oh, uh, sealing, sealing rifts. Um, sealing human rifts. Okay. Now, when it says human rifts, I think does it that's... mean, like, human-inspired rifts? Or humans who have, you know, a little bit of control over the rift? Humans, I think it is humans who are rifts. So, human beings in the world of, in the city, who are rifts. Hmm, okay, maybe not, then. Because I don't think God, I don't think Loki counts as human. Think, think, no, think as, but think counts as the Loki is not a human, but the human, but Austin's character is a human who just so happens to also be Loki. So he's fully human and fully Loki. Technically one fourth Loki, but still. I'm a I'm a quarter Loki on my dad's side. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> anyway, mom's side surprisingly Zeus. <laughs> Anyway, so, but his character is a human. Uh, so when it says sealing human rifts, it, it means, it, do, it, it actually does mean the human being that the rift is operating through. Mm. So, your, so your power, if you're, if you're sealing rifts uh, by staring at people, by making eye contact, then sealing human rifts is the answer to... Within your advanced art, in what did you specialize? All right. Yeah, that works. You can give it your own flavor if you want to, but that description that it gives here is pretty spot on. The other questions are, what theoretical knowledge is useful in your art? What was that? Um, I'm reading through the other questions here. Uh, what theoretical knowledge is useful in your art? What can you easily accomplish with your art? What feat of your art requires greater skill? What can your art tell you about the mist? What resources are needed for your art? Actually, G might be a good one. Eye contact. Yeah, that's true. Because it's kind of the description of like, okay, what are we... How does this work? We make eye contact. Come on. There we go. However, since you described B as ceiling stare, it could be... Kind of both... Kind of both... Kind of both the same answer, pretty much. They kind of are... But that's fine. It's it's a very there's specific tags. You have your broad tag, then you have your focused tags, and that and it's fine if you use your your specific tags in the same role even. So like you you could say, Okay, these are these are kind of how this works. So when I'm doing this, I get double the power on it. And let's move on now to your you've already got a directive, right? Uh yeah, pretty much. Uh, make sure nothing gets too out of hand. So the only thing left to do is come up with a weakness. And the questions on weakness are, what is the greatest limit of your art? What conditions diminish the effectiveness of your art? Who or what restricts the use of your art? What negative trait or behavior did you gain while learning your art? <laughs> um, I think A, like, if you if you break eye contact, the, the spell wears off or yeah, however so it's you want like to call I... that. I was thinking more to the lines of um, even just my cat blinking would 
uh, you know, removing a spell. Ah, so like sens- I- sensory backlash then? Something like that. I- I've got an idea. Okay, so I think uh, it- it's a little overpowered if simply establishing eye contact alone immediately erases the rift. So it might be good to have a power t- uh, a weakness tag that's like, it takes time. So like you have to maintain eye contact for a certain period of time. And maybe the more rooted in our world the rift is, the the longer that period of eye contact has to be. Right. Mm. Wouldn't it? I think that could I work. feel like that worked better with uh, B, though. That's the problem. What conditions diminish the effectiveness? That, it's fine. It, it doesn't matter to me how you want to answer that. But I think, and you don't even have to go with that idea. I'm just thinking, like, that would be a good way to balance out the power. And it would fit with a few of these yeah, questions. Yeah, it really would. Yeah. All right, so I guess um, let's see what would I be? A or B make right. the most sense. I would I would go with A and then be like it requires a tense focus, something like that. Uh, sustained eye contact, I think, would be a good description yeah. of that. How do you spell that? Uh, sustained S U S T A I N E D. Woo. Okay. Now, Austin, what was your first theme again? Uh, me. Yes. Uh, your first theme. Uh, my first theme was routine. Routine. Let me get back down to routine, then. Uh, page 165. Thank you. Routine. So, concept. Have you written down a concept already? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Um, that's the mystery slash identity. No. Uh, concept is... Actually, if you look on your character sheet, there's a, like, a space, an empty space, uh... Yeah, you know, it kind of is the mystery and identity, but it's not really... That's not what it's uh, for. That The mystery and identity is a, a, a story hook. Uh, I don't know how else to des- what better way to describe it. It's kind of like your story hook. Gotcha. You just, ha- like the concept, I guess, I don't know, I thought you wrote it down, but I guess you don't really write it down other than to come up with a catchy title for the theme. Here, let me also share my screen. Okay. So you can see what I'm... All right. So job as a factory worker is kind of a, it's a little too descriptive and not much flavor. Gotcha. Uh, so like when I was talking earlier about like the plant manipulation power was called nature is a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. You need to think along those lines. It's like, it, it could just be called like the daily grind or something. Run of the mill. Run of the mill is good. All right. All right. So now uh, we move on to the power tags. What do you do with your time? You have to answer that one specifically. Let's see. The options we have are city official, archaeologist. You do, not, uh, you do not have to take something off that list. If you have okay. another high concept that works, that's fine. So, like, you could say, like, you're the you're a floor worker, and that would fit the spot just fine. Okay. Or I, even a manager. Maybe he's a... Yeah, maybe... I, I think manager would be nice because it would fit in with, like, he wants to maintain the routine because he is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, higher up at work. So he, like, you know, people rely on him a lot. I think it also fits in with, like, the idea that this guy has been here for a while. Yeah, this person has stuck to their routine, is in it for the long haul, and can't see anything changing. I like that. Uh, what privileges come with the territory of what you do? What sort of tools do you use? You don't have to answer all these questions. I'm just kind of reading them out loud. Mm-hmm. Who usually helps you? What did you learn on your daily activities? What specific activity do you engage in as part of your main occupation? 
What trick have you picked up doing what you do? What quality do you now possess because of your routine? Where do you carry out your routine or where do you go to escape it? What brings you to the same place every day? Basically, we need to answer two of those questions. Okay. I, I think uh, if it's helpful, these are your powers. So think of aspects of these that you can play up as strengths. Gotcha. Oh, there was one here that I saw. That was... If you're a manager, then what privileges come with the ter territory of what you do? Maybe an air of authority? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Something that this person would look like they know what they are doing and they kind of give you that sense of like that that sense of awe like mm -hmm. when you I'm trying to think of a good way to describe it like for college students you're meeting with your professor and you know like okay this person knows what they are doing obviously otherwise they wouldn't be where they are mm -hmm. so like he's basically the kind of guy that like you hear about people talking about like if you go out in a, a bright vest holding a clipboard no one will question whatever you're doing. Exactly. Uh, okay, that's that's pretty good. So that would be B, and then it's some, you could just call it air of authority, or you could come up with a cool flavor text for it. Uh, it's less important to have a cool flavor thing for the power tags. Mm -hmm. It's actually better sometimes if they are more descriptive. You want some broad ones, you want a lot that are just kind of descriptive. And then we need one more. What brings you to the same place every day is easily answerable, but I don't think would provide... Yeah. Wouldn't provide anything useful. Because, like, commitment to the job, obviously, if this person is committed to their job. Mm -hmm. But what really... So, let's see. What about H? What quality do you possess because of your routine? People depend on me. Yeah, I think I think that could be a really good one. Um, same thing as, like, the calm and the storm here as well works really works as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's answer that. I think dependable is good because we want to assume Loki is trying to depend on me and he believes he can to an extent. Well, remember, as far as you're concerned, you are Loki. Ah, okay, okay. That's kind of how the rift thing works. It's gotcha. not just that he's working through you. As far as you're concerned, he is you. Mm. How many questions have you answered so far with this? Uh, this will be three. Right, this will be three. Okay, cool. Looks harmless is also really good. Um, although I don't feel like that would fit with air of authority. No. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Have you yeah, seen no. the judge? <laughs> 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 they ain't harmless. Um, what was the thing you said, Joel? Um, uh, I was talking about H, and it was, like, something along the lines of dependability. Gotcha. Okay. I think my exact phrase was people depend on me, but that's more of a theme name than a tag. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to put dependable. Okay. Now, uh, James, your second theme was... City blending. Are we doing weaknesses City blending. for me as well? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we do need to do your I weaknesses. I was curious, like, my okay, bad. going to me, but weakness, question mark? All right, so uh, your weakness questions are, at the end of the day, what are you left with? What are the mundane limits or downsides of your routine? Who or what can interfere with your routine? What happens when you are thrown out of routine? I, I can easily answer A, a headache. <laughs> <laughs> am, I right worker, am I right workers? Headache after work? Ab absolutely. <laughs> anyway, what are you thinking? Um, 
I would like to answer either A or D. Um, because I feel like at the end of the day, this person is left being all alone. Um, which is why they're going through, you know, their struggle with lack of meaning. Mm -hmm. Um, could also be what happens when you're thrown out of your routine, which is no idea what I want fits really well. Um with the with the struggle as well yeah that is a pretty good match for that i think yeah i think i'm gonna go with that okay now sorry <laughs> sorry about that james Goodness. let's get back to uh yours your, what did you call it city blending which is a shrouding theme yep so i need to go back shrouding up, theme so i can get there okay page 239 it looks like is where we need to start you've already come up with a, a uh, directive for this yes. one as well right all right now what type of shrouding did you learn? Um, <laughs> I guess it probably would be called shrouding. Again, you, <laughs> I learned how to shroud from shrouding. <laughs> you, you again. You don't necessarily need to take one of the examples given. Yeah. I think though, if you wanted to, street shrouding or public shrouding would fit, since the idea here is that you are people kind of look over you when you are just out on the street. When you're out in public, you're out on the street, people look yeah, so, over you yeah. because in in certain areas, cats just kind of look like part of the environment. That's true. Yeah, I think a public shrouding would definitely be it. I'm trying to see if I can think of a good spin for it. Give it some flavor. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can give it some flavor. All right. Maybe we maybe just call it city cat. <laughs> city cat. Cat city with a cat. K, though. <laughs> okay. That's – you're right to do that. Now – uh, how would your character? How would you characterize your style of shrouding? What specific shrouding trick did you first learn? What is your best shrouding skill? What is your shrouding focus? Which standard issue item do you most often use? All right. Well, we're gonna scratch out F because we don't use an item. Okay. Uh, which mist tech ward do you employ most? What did What did experience on the job teach you? What is your attitude or feelings about using the mist? Um, which advanced art skill have you been dabbling with? You already have an advanced art class, so I don't, I don't know. Think I can, unless I don't you want really to wanna think I need to do J. You could, and that would give you another one of like the high concepts for advanced art on your shroud theme. But again, you don't. I think you're right. You probably shouldn't start with that one. I'm thinking what I could do is answer C. And then it'll be something along the lines of mask myself as another kind of thing. Something. Uh, I think what we're going with here actually fits more with like make everyone ignore my presence. Is that one? It's right after mask myself oh. as another. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that does make more sense. Make everyone ignore my presence. Okay. And again, you can kind of give yeah. that uh, some some flavor, but that's that's kind of the idea we're going behind here. I'm a cat. Nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right, let's see. Now, what is your best shrouding skill or focus or what are the other questions? Uh, I just read yeah, them. Yeah, we got ago. shrouding skill. We got focus. Um, I don't think we're going to do tech ward or items because that's not really needed. Um, I don't think I'm going to do experience either. Um, you sure you don't want to have a cat with a newspaper? <laughs> Joel, as funny and great. Great, buddy could be. The, I would love to watch a cat read a newspaper so much. Uh, since I'm making a literal cat here, and I don't know if cats can even process a newspaper or can't do it. If you have a class ability that makes it possible, you can't. 
did we ever read the rules at the beginning of the stream for oh, cat no. creation? Oh, we did. Not. <laughs> oh. Oof. Oh no, uh... guys. Okay, sorry. I need to explain this to y'all real quick. Uh, <laughs> normally, I'll do this at the beginning. I promise. Uh, so well, the rules: know. we accept no cop outs. No, I, I'll leave it in here. It's fine. We accept no cop outs. We're we're making a cat, the exact animal that comes to mind when I say the word. It's not an anthropomorphic race. Not a person turned into a cat. Not a lion. A tiger. Definitely not a bear. Definitely not any other cop out Wait, you can imagine. Do they consider cop out though? Because technically they are cats. They are at least what cats descended from. It, if it's a lion, it's not a house cat. Okay, fair point. If you fair if point. you would fair not point. if you would not if you would not imagine I ha- if guys out there if you have a lion as a house cat you terrify me. <laughs> also, don't at me for multiple reasons. You could probably get a show on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or a page and like some <laughs> discovery thing or whatever. <laughs> exactly but don't at me because you terrify me uh, rule number two homebrew isn't real if the rules do not explicitly allow something to happen it counts as a rule broken i don't actually think we've had to break any rules there's technically the idea is that you are playing as a human uh so i guess you could say like rules as intended are you play as a human so and we and I do say if we come across a rules ver- as written versus rules as intended, we go with whichever one says no. So I think technically we're breaking the rules by playing as a, a cat in this case. I think that's the only rule we're breaking. But <laughs> but I mean, instead of a mess, there's a lot of creativity. Yeah, because like if you're if you have a a uh, animal rift, it's supposed to be. The, th- the familiar theme book. It's tied into a character. It's not its own character. Um, but anyway. We- so technically I think that's the only rule we've broken. The only rule we're going to break. Uh, anyway. If the game includes stats for a literal cat. Those must be used or adapted to the game's character sheet. This game does not have any pre-made stat blocks. Except for as examples. Or the pre-generated character sheets. None of which are a cat. <laughs> There's not even a danger thing for cats, as far as I know. Uh, if the game doesn't come up with a stat block, we can we have to adapt them from a game that does, if applicable. So, like, if we're playing StarCraft, and we know that Pathfinder, or not StarCraft, Starfinder, and we know Pathfinder has a cat, then I used this example the last time I did this, didn't I? Anyway, um, it, it doesn't matter. It's it's a good example. If we're playing Starfinder, Starfinder doesn't probably have cats, but Pathfinder does have a cat stat block. So for Starfinder, we would use the cat block from Pathfinder. Rule number four. The character class, background, playbook, or job has to exist in the game's core rules or as part of an official expansion. We cannot use homebrew classes because homebrew doesn't exist. Number five. The cat can learn any skill available to its class. For instance, the cat can be allowed to speak, but only if an argument could be made that a certain class skill makes it possible. So, I guess technically, shrouding might make a cat make it so that a cat could disguise its meows as human speech. Like, if you really wanted to do that. But it, it's kind of outside the theme concept that you've got going. Uh, if a tool would be physically impossible for a literal cat to use, even if comically downsized for them, they cannot use it. So, I guess... Speaking in that terms, a cat probably can't read a newspaper. 
And I didn't have plans on making my cat, you know, talk any meow. All right. Like it can think for it can that, sing that for itself, a... like if it was a human, but it just meow. That's that's all fine. I was mostly joking about the newspaper thing. I know you anyway, were, but it, it, but would it be does funny, bring though. up a good yeah. It did bring up a good point, and I'm glad we got to this. Anyway, so you do have uh, some other standard issue items that you could use, though. For instance, the fedora absentia. You're just a cat wearing a fedora. (laughs) No. No. Bad. No. No one should be subjected to wear a fedora. Unless it actually fits with the uniform, but even then, that's an if. (laughs) I mean, the men in gray... They they wear gray suits, sunglasses, and a fedora. That's their whole deal. Uh, maybe I should become head honcho so I can change the wardrobe to something more fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, jokes aside, that's me for another time. The idea here is, I think, I think the best things we can do is: what is your shrouding skill? What is your shrouding focus? Or what experience did on the job? What did on the job experience teach you? All right, so anyways, I'm thinking what I could do. Where's my character sheet right down? All right, so let's see. I answered A and C, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. answer those. I'm trying to decide between trying skill and focus. And the focus is kind of, think in terms of like a magic focus, so like the wand or crystal ball or magic staff that a, a wizard would use, uh, but it's something that a cat has. You know what? Interesting. Now that they think about item a cat has, maybe like I could actually... Answer F instead, standard issue, it would be a collar that kind of just makes people seem like a cat. I think, I think, uh, that's not part of the standard, the standard issue oh. gear. Uh, the standard issue gear is listed on page 213 of Shadows and Showdowns. That would be interesting, though. It's an, yeah, that's an established, yeah, that's an established oh, okay, thing. okay, okay. Like, they've, we've got the newspaper, the Fedora Absentia... Uh, the blanket bomb, the shrouding sidearm, the mist beacon, and the uh, some other standardized auxiliary wards. Oh, anyways, um, well, then this will be a little bit tricky then. But you could say that your uh your shrouding focus the collar. is a collar. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you could say you have a collar, and that collar is your focus. Let's see. Hey, uh, question. Do your power tag uh, question uh, thing spell out A-C-E? <laughs> yes, it does. Ace. Ace. <laughs> this cat, ace. This cat's This, this cat's cat an ace. is an ace. Anyway. <laughs> it should be C-O-L-A-R, right? Collar? C-O-L-L-A-R. Oh, two L's? Two L's. Okay. Yeah, that still doesn't look right, but eh. It's fine. Uh, weaknesses. Yes. Uh, what is flawed in your shrouding technique? For which situations did your training fail to prepare you? What personal traits get in the way of your work? What is most dangerous or challenging about your I'm, work? Now, I'm, I have an idea here. You don't have to use it, but what is flawed in your, uh, what, for which situations did your training fail to prepare you for? You for? Cat enthusiasts. Actually, you know, it's funny enough <laughs> I had a similar idea, but instead it was answering C. Well, gets in a way. <laughs> Cat enthusiast. <laughs> so uh, we kind of we're kind of on the same page here. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was so, totally on that vibe. <laughs> so, so the idea is that you're an adorable little kitty, and humans who are very into cats would 
not be fooled by your disguise, which isn't really a disguise. No. You are. No, they still think of me as a cat, but like it's but... <laughs> get in my way. Like, say I'm pursuing someone, they just come up and just right, start, but... you know, petting me or whatever. Then I, you know, kind of have to like, <laughs> I enjoy it. Stay. Like if if the, the idea is like you use your powers to make sure people's eyes roll off you, but if someone's really into cats, they see they see through the uh, the thing. Yes, they basically can see. They basically see me and will, and if they can catch me, will definitely stop me in the tracks. That's why I kind of want to answer to SC. All right, that makes sense. I'm I'm into it either way. Uh, now you already have a directive for this one, so we will move on to. Austin over here. Yeah, that's not how you spell it. Austin, what is your Oh, you've been filling out your stuff. Yeah, uh... I've been I've been looking through some stuff. We can we can go through and change, but these are just like the ideas. Oh, that's fine. Why don't you tell us kind of what questions you've been answering for your themes? Okay. So currently with struggle, um, which I have uh done my flavor text as glorious purpose. <laughs> I went with so A one this is it. So, yeah. despite the hardship, what is the best thing of this outcome? And uh, I chose stability, you know. This person has a stable life, stable job, despite not getting out there and, you know, making more of themselves, they are able to keep things intact in their own life. They have some control. Right. And then I went with F, which is what skill, ability, or habit do you need to deal with your struggle uh, and I really like the uh, the white lies thing because I think that fits in with like you know being Loki. Like he tells people, like they ask, "Oh, what did you do last night?" It's like, "Oh, I went out to go see a movie and totally didn't stay at home, uh, <laughs> binging Netflix." <laughs> uh, all right, I'm into it. And what is I I saw the thing with Jay, which is. Yes. Jay is what gives you hope that your struggle will end. Um, and I think with the air of authority that I have, I'm very noticeable. Like this character is very noticeable in a crowd of people. So like, all right, people will take a you know a second glance or you know look at look at this person and be like, ah, this this person knows what's about. Okay, this is this is a guy uh, who like people. He stands out in a crowd, kind of, yes. which maybe is not something that he is appreciative of, but it does give, but like, at the same time, it does kind of give him hope that like, okay, maybe it is possible to escape this monotony at some point. Exactly. Got exactly what I was going for. Um, I did not pick weaknesses yet, though, so we can uh, kind of toy around with that. All right, well, let's go over your weakness then. Okay, so the questions we have here are, how does your struggle affect your everyday life? How does your struggle make you feel? What does a bad day look like? Or what makes your struggle worse? All right. And uh, so what do you have any thoughts on this? Currently thinking, how does your struggle make you feel? So the struggle, it feels like they're trapped um, when in reality they can go off and kind of, you know, do whatever, make their own situation better. Um, but the feeling of being trapped is, you know, kind of too much to bear sometimes. All right. <laughs> I think uh, I think that could work. I think you could, like, play that up as, like, a, they feel insecure about their abilities. So, yeah. like, 
when they are outside of their comfort zone, which is work, uh, you could say like, okay, I do I des like do I deserve to be here or something? Do I deserve to be doing this? Is there like I I kind of like an imposter syndrome? Kind of, yeah. Like I think it's important to remember this is a smart guy. He kind of has an air of authority about him, but he's very insecure outside of his comfort zone. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to think of a way to word this. I mean, insecure would just be straight and to the point. Yeah. Um, I think imposter syndrome may also fit here because, again, if the reason for the insecurity is like, do I deserve to be doing this? Then that, like, if if you've got some other reason for him to be insecure, but kind of based off what you were saying, I think imposter syndrome works. I think, yeah, I think that's probably the best option. All right. And I see you've also filled out walking encyclopedia. So let, let's just go ahead and do that one and then we'll get back over to the cat. Okay. Um... Oh yeah, wait, one more thing. Uh you you filled out a uh, a mystery or identity for a glorious purpose here. Yes. Um which is they want to be more. They want to do more, but they don't know how to achieve it. Um, All right. Which um, is where the imposter oh. syndrome kind of comes in. Okay. Uh I see this on run of the mill too and I kind of want to point this out like um for identities it's kind it makes them most sense for the way this works if you kind of phrase this as an I statement. So, like, I want to be more, but don't know how to achieve it. Ah, gotcha. Um, Or, like, I want to maintain some normalcy uh, for, like, the run-of-the-mill thing. Like, if you look at the uh, the thing on the uh, playing solitaire struggle sample theme down one one page below, then you have, like, no one likes me, and I, and I can't blame them as the uh, the struggle. Gotcha. Kind of, it's an I statement. It's it's me talking about myself. So anyway, we were we were uh, looking next at your training, which was walking encyclopedia. Right. Um. So the questions. <laughs> sorry, okay, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, just like the the way on your character sheet that you filled that out, where it has like top row, I have a, and then bottom row, <laughs> bachelor's degree in mythology. You know that picture of, like, Robert Downey Jr. Where, in black and white where he's kind of got, like, his mouth open like he's a little surprised? Uh-huh. And, pe- and people fill that in with, like, there are FBI agents outside my house or things <laughs> like that. I, I kind of imagine the I have a as the top text. As the top text in bachelor's degree in mythology as the bottom text. Alright. <laughs> It works, you know? <laughs> y'all, we, we all should probably oh. make a meme sometime. Yeah. Boy, I am putting that meme out as advertisement for this episode on Twitter.com. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so the power tag questions I have is, what do you know, or what do you do or know best? This person knows reality over fiction. They're very grounded in reality. Um, but they love to learn about the fiction and the mythology they have, you know, gained knowledge of over the years. Okay. Um, the second one I've done is F, which is name a teacher, trainer, or fellow trainee that you can rely on for help in this field. And I listed, I just made up a name for a professor. So Mrs. Linoff, uh, which would be like, Say this person goes to like alumni meetings and stuff, or keeps in contact with one of their old professors, and it's like, it's like, hey, uh, Miss Lenoth, uh, so what would you do if Loki was trying to command your life? 
What's uh... <laughs> so What's someone that you could kind of bounce questions off of in a investigation? Yeah. So like, hey, what's the what's that uh myth where they uh have a have a house made of candy or you know, mm-hmm. um stuff and like, like that. Like if you don't know it off the top of your head, she might. Exactly. Um, and then the last one I have picked is Jay. What unusual new application of your training are you exploring? <laughs> and this would be managing mythos, which is. The application of like, okay, I know all of this stuff that doesn't really have a real world world application, but now all of a sudden it does, and I have to worry about how to how to manage between uh, the reality of the situation and how to get out of the. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that works. And now for weaknesses. So our weakness questions for this tag are. A, what is the most problematic flaw in your technique? B, how did your training adversely affect your physique or body? C, who is after you due to your prominence in the field? Or D, name a flaw unique to a specific move or method you described in your power test. Are you prominent in your field? Hmm, I don't... That be, that could be good. I could be prominent in the field. Think of, like, maybe... Part of their routine is going on forums after work and, you know, discussing different mythos. So um, maybe you have an online uh, reputation, and uh, as a result of that online reputation, maybe a cyber stalker. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there another one, though, that you like better, or... Mm-hmm. Like, that just stood out to me, because I, like, I was thinking, like, how would you be prominent in your field? Like, I know that's a... A thing that is supposed to be able to come with the training, but... uh... I think that's honestly the only one that fits, because I don't think training your mind would adversely affect your physique or body. Well, that's Um, a psyche, not uh, physique. Oh, psyche. Whoops. Um, So, like, your mind or body. uh... Be like like a character in Soul Eater. (laughs) But no, I like the idea of having, like, despite feeling like, you know nobody notices or there is this imposter syndrome there are still people that look up to my character maybe uh, so and much may- so i think the idea of the weakness here though is like maybe one of those people is looking up to him in a bad way <laughs> exactly so we can go with that uh all right so cyber stalker cyber chase yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right and with that in mind let's go back over to uh, the cat so we can finish up unit the cat yeah unit all right so i went with the army of cats is the uh the the kind of uh theme concept yep, and here we come when we are truly needed would be the first so you've come up with a directive for yourself already very nice let me get back down to uh unit i know we're a little late but do you like uh, what, do you like what i did for cat <laughs> i know you i know you love nope, these nope, guys that's a cat <laughs> Oh my god! Nope, nope. That's a cop out. This cannot be a human. I know, I know. But I knew you love your. uh, I knew you love your isekai so much. I had to put it in there. (laughs) I'm not really a fan of isekais, other than Legends Arceus. Exactly the point. uh, Other than Legends Arceus and that is exactly the point why I put it in there. I know you're not a fan of isekais. (laughs) You think the main character of Legend Arceus got uh, truck-cooned? I have no idea what that means. You don't know about you guys don't know about the infamous isekai truck 
Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I'm actually just like, on this one. Okay, basically, an uncomfortably large number of isekai start with a guy getting run over by a truck. <laughs> you know what? It you is, know what? Oh, it's always the same. Truck. You know what? That's actually true. Because uh, country rolls, there's like nothing but isekais on country roll, and let me tell you, uh, a lot of them have been got hit by a truck. <laughs> Anyways, we should anyway. uh, go ahead and uh, get to the power tags. Yeah. So about uh, about the the concept, we've got the that under control. What is your unit's role? All right. Now this one I do kind of struggle with, but the kind of role I think they could provide you with, oh. like they could be an information network or something. Like you you are a cat, you speak cat, you can get information from other cats. Yeah, but that's like a that could that could be answered in another question though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what are you thinking, then? Like, the main roles for A would be basically to make everyone forget. Like, as you know, every as you see, there's a whole bunch of cats just surrounding one character. And then, of course, the main cat, which would be my cat, does the official ceiling. Then afterwards, we all disperse and no one remembers anything. I don't know what I'm saying. So. If that's how you want to play it. Go for A. Forget me. Right now. I'm trying to put a... F- Forget about Forget it. Forget about it. Yeah, you know what? This is this Forget is a city. You know it. what? You know what? It's a city. I don't know how. I don't know how the Yorkies <laughs> actually spell it, but yeah, you're right. That's a city. This is this is great. I'm sorry. Did you just call them Yorkies? I call them the Yorkies. <laughs> like the dog. I call them Yorkies out of the peppermint patties. Uh, that, that's the that's a dog. A Yorkie is a dog, but also like a peppermint patty. Oh, okay. Then. Oh, wait. Are you thinking of York peppermint patties? Yeah, I call them Yorkies. <laughs> Don't okay. ask why, I just do. I feel like I feel like it's better called Yorkies than York. Yes, don't feed a Yorkie to your Yorkie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so we've got the other questions to answer here. How many are in your unit and how does it help you work? Who can you most rely on in your unit? Who else is an asset to the team? What intel sources does your unit have? What kind of equipment does your unit use most often? Where is your unit's base of operations? What tactic does your unit commonly employ? How do you manage this unit? What or who is the wild card in your unit? All right, so um, so actually, uh, E is actually kind of the next answer I'm I would like to go go in for, and that would be like something along the lines of a uh, word on the street, basically. Okay. So the cats can be any can be anywhere and everywhere here and see yep. anything. I I'm into it. <laughs> we'll see if I can answer C. I think word. On, I'm just kidding. I'm not answering C. I think I think word on the street is a better description of that phenomenon. So just do word on the street. Yeah, like you're working with uh, street cats and alley cats. They get their information on the street. <laughs> right. I know you were kind of thinking of a turf uh, theme earlier for your yeah. uh, logos, but scrap that idea. Do you want to? You have the opportunity here to create a base of operations, anyway. Yeah, actually, I might be able to make four for this for this one. Actually, you're thinking of doing uh, four p- four power tags, yes. two weaknesses. All, All right. right. So the base of operations it will be a location in the city known as Cat Alleyway. That's where a lot of cats gather to exchange information and all that. Okay. Like, I feel like in the city they kind of like work through shifts. So, anyways, uh, G. That's G G. So Cat Alley. And actually, I do kind of want to do one more now that this is interesting. 
But okay, I'm thinking of adding a wild. Ooh. Yes, there is one crazy cat. Randy the rabbit. Randy the rabbit. <laughs> Randy. Oh, rabbid. Well, I'll say. You just got rabies. Yeah. A rab- yes, Randy a rabies the... cat. Rabbit. It won't Randy. attack, but. Oh, if he's rabbit, he would attack, okay. is the thing. You know what? That's true. Unless he doesn't actually have rabies, he just kind of acts like he has rabies. Mm. Honestly, I. I've... That's the wild no, no, card no. that could make no, them no. remember you. Yeah, that's true. I was actually thinking of. Actually, that does make sense. Like, he kind of just pretends, like, it kind of acts like that way, but doesn't really have it. But honestly, having it, having the <laughs> wild card attack because it has rabies is actually kind of funny, honestly. Although I feel like that'd be more of like a weakness too. Well, you do have two weaknesses coming up. Yeah, so, so I uh... might make that one. All right, so the wild card. Uh, hold on, what was it again? It was J. Are you actually gonna name it Randy the Rabbit? <laughs> I don't got a better name. Okay. Is it two B or one B? It's one B for Rabbit. ID, right? Yeah, Rabbit. Yep, 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 yep. yep. All right. Now we go for the weaknesses. Now I need to have, I need to think of two here. Okay. Yep. What issues plague teamwork in your unit? What limits or needs to be improved your in your unit's work? What do your unit members complain about most? What is your unit unit untrained or unprepared for? Two of these could be also answered by Randy the yeah, Rabbit. Yeah, pretty much. I was <laughs> A. I was, as soon as I saw A, I was like, uh, Randy the Rabbit. I think you could answer Randy the Rabbit for both A and C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do we feel like more? For, for like, it should be an issue playing into teamwork or something that the unit members complain about the most. Like, I don't know. I don't know which one would be worth funnier. I which think... would be worth funnier? Having it being a plague or just complaining? I think if the idea is he's not actually rabid, he just acts like that, and he just always goes off script, then uh, you it's very hard to form a plan around him, unless you're literally planning for him to go off script and just don't tell him the real plan. <laughs> no, we tell him the real plan, but he goes out off script anyways. Okay, I think that would be an an A. It's an issue that plagues teamwork, but it's not necessarily something everyone complains about all the time. Right, alright. It's a flaw in execution. <laughs> More than anything. Yeah, flaw in execution. Mm, I don't know, should I say, uh, Randy goes wild? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Geez. Randy goes wild. Alright, so I'm thinking... Hmm. D would be funny, would be kind of funny, and, like, say they can't handle, like, too many awakenings at once. Like, say some a mythos actually, like, able to awaken other mythos. I, would, I, I was thinking, like, aside from maybe Randy the Rabbit, the unit as a whole is not a combat unit. Yeah, that's true. We're not mm. really designed for combat. We're more designed for uh, clearing, sealing and cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are, like, the cleanup crew that comes after the destruction has been caused. I honestly, I feel like now nah, we're the cleanup crew that comes, um, comes before the destruction. We don't fight, we just clean. Mm, we Bam. No more, no more destruction. Give us their talking. Alright. And then be on our way. <laughs> Alright, uh, okay, so anyways. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I think you could say there, a bunch of wusses. The, uh, actual thing on D. Yeah. Or, if we're going with cat plans, a bunch of pussies. Fair cats. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll <fair>. uh... <laughs> We're not trying to restrict this to a uh, a child friendly audience. Is it? Do you think it'd be I E S or Y S? It's I E S. Okay, making sure. 
All right, and before we finish off uh, the, uh, the the cat that we all came here to see, let's get back over to the cat that's not actually a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, by which I mean Austin's character. Right. <laughs> um, so, for my last one, uh chose Destiny. Right. Um, so, Loki's kind of uh, bound by duty is what I have as the flavor text. Right, but did you choose Destiny 1 or 2? Two of them? Yeah. Uh, even though Destiny 1 was supposed to like last for like 10 years, they ended up putting out Destiny 2 like something like 5 years after it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I don't know which one this is. Um, I'm I thought using that the would one be from funnier. This... I'm sorry. Uh, we're no, like no, referencing no. the games or, so- a oh, game or something. Oh, you you were talking about the <laughs> yeah, game. That's what I was yeah. thinking. I was like, wait, oh, is he going God. off the games or is there really a Destiny Two? Destiny Two. How did I not no. get that? That's like my favorite. See, see, I got that, but I was also confused. Like maybe it's not. <laughs> that's what I, I thought. thought... <laughs> well, I thought <laughs> I don't know the game, so I thought you would be. I don't serious. know the story like, of the game, but I know the game exists. Destiny Two and. I was like, did I'm they sorry, put a I Destiny 2 in right there? <laughs> At least you know I kind of okay, got yeah, it, yeah. but then also doubted myself for it. No, I was I... full on thinking, like, I was like, they put a second one in City of Mist? <laughs> no, City of Mist isn't even 10 years old. <laughs> I think it came out in 2018. It's It's not even five yet. Oh, man. But yeah, no. <laughs> This is just Destiny, uh, base game, no expansions. <laughs> Technically, this is an expansion. I was about to say, uh, although class. this is the expansion pack. <laughs> anyway, okay. uh, so, so what's your concept? Um, so my concept is kind of—I don't know—I'm—I I don't really have one in terms of like what I would want the Destiny to be. Um, I, I kind of see you've written down here under mystery and ident, and we'll need to change that. Yes, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But it's like you've kind of got like what do you say? Loki wants to. I can barely read this. Loki wants to live up to and family expectations and take, take on Asgard. Yeah, yeah, what he said. I can read it just fine. My, I'm getting blurry results, but that's that's fine. I think it might be time for glasses. Uh, as long as you can read your own writing. No, I think it's time for better internet. Oh. That could work too. <laughs> Maybe. Um, anyway, so what is most useful about your destiny? I think if we're going like going like off what I think you're going with, destined to rule is a pretty good answer. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, he's destined to have a spot in Asgard, but how he gets there is questionable. Mm-hmm. So let's go with that. Just like Marvels, Loki. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although that's not what we're going for, I don't think. No. It would be funny if we did, though. So, let's see what other questions well, Before we continue, here. if you went with the Marvel, Sun- yeah. Sun- uh, Marvel Universe Loki, this would be uh, season two of uh, the uh, series Loki. Loki <laughs> as a cat partner. Yeah. <laughs> Loki has a cat variant of himself. <laughs> yes. I mean, we do have alligator Loki, I know, so right? why not? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Uh, okay, so yeah. the other questions are: Who or wh- who or what was your mythos before its destiny manifested? Uh, what trait or emotion led you to your destiny or emerged from it? What immunity or protection does your destiny grant you? How did you learn to live with your destiny? Uh, who or what helped you manifest your destiny? What item do you possess that is tied to your destiny? How can you direct your destiny or part of it to someone else? 
How can you hasten your destiny or escape it? Uh, what ability or power did you reveal when your destiny unfolded? I, I think we could do something with a J. What ability or power did you reveal when your destiny unfolded? Uh, I don't think Loki would hesitate to assert his authority. Oh, absolutely. Nope. So I think that would be like, I know you've got weaknesses that would go against this, but I think it would be interesting if like, uh, you would, you, the human would fight it, but Loki would like, when, whenever your power leaks out, like Loki would have no problem just telling strangers what to do, even if they were not under like his uh, direct control. Cause everyone's under Loki's control, mm -hmm. according to Loki. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so controlling or like what I'm thinking is like not I I don't think it would be like controlling. It would be like no hesitation to assert your authority. Got you. Okay. I don't know how you phrase that in a short pithy like power tag way, but um and you don't even have to do that if you don't want to, but like I'm trying to think of like maybe like an insightful impact uh or Kind of like manipulation, I guess. Maybe. I'm I'm really just thinking like uh the thing in that's most important to me is like he doesn't hesitate to act. He doesn't hesitate to do the thing. So like if it was me doing this, I would say no hesitation, but like you could you could say that as like a, a the power of manipulation. Gotcha. Or like a go getter, you know. A go getter is good. There we go. Um let's um, what immunity or protection does your destiny grant you? I think that's good, a good idea because you could argue, you know, Loki can only be killed by another god. <laughs> okay, so maybe maybe it's like divine protection. That concept sounds so familiar. Yeah. Like a god can only be killed by another god, but where is that from? That's from Percy Jackson and the is Olympians. That... No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah. Although I'm thinking like it was expressed differently. No, in Percy Jackson and the Olympians, it was literally like uh, demigods could fight against gods. They had weapons that could injure gods, but they could not deal a fatal blow to a god. Yeah, they needed, they would need help from another actual god uh, to mm -hmm. act to deal some substantial damage. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And they actually played this out in uh, one of the uh, the J. I forget what Jason's series was called, but like. The one where they introduced the concept of Roman gods is like the dual nature of the Greek gods. Yeah. That the, had their own camp and whatnot. Yeah, or like the Heroes they, of Olympus series. Yeah, that's what it was called. Uh, but like there was a point in like one of those books where Dionysius came in and killed two gods. But like he was supposed to be helping them the entire time, but only showed up after the demigods had subdued the two gods they were fighting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I see. I see. It. Classic. I see. Um, okay, so weakness, though, uh, or weaknesses, um, we've got what doom or demise does destiny have in store for you? Uh, what personality flaw led to your destiny? Uh, how does your impending destiny negatively affect your life? Uh, what evil is drawn to you because of your Ooh, really like that last one. That last one would fit Loki perfectly. Yeah, just like mm -hmm. others who seek the same power. You know, maybe there are other gods who believe that they're worthy of the spot in Asgard and not Loki. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm into it. So maybe it could be like, maybe he's being hunted down. Okay. Hunted or... Contenders for the throne, maybe? 
That that sounds really good. And with that out of the way, let's get back to the main event, the cat. And the theme that we are filling out is cat, the personality trait of being a cat. In the identity, I want to be funny. Meow, 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 meow. I'm a cute cat. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. We're not quite done with uh, with the uh, Destiny theme yet, are we? Because we? we need... No, we need a mystery for oh, this. And the mystery right. is a little different than than the identities. Mythos themes, rather than come with an identity, which is how Logos themes work, which is how we get those I statements... You have to come up with a burning question that your human character once answered. About It can be about the mythos. It can be generally about anything. But the idea is you're using... It's either a question about the mythos itself or a way you're going to use the myth, mythos to get the question answered. Hmm. So I think a good question, although I don't know if it w- would work with the way the game works, does... Does the mythos choose the logos, or are they automatically attached? Like, did um, Loki choose this person? Again, like, kind of the way the game works is, is Loki is this is person. Is this person. Okay. There's something about this person that, uh, that, the rip, that the mythos of Loki identified with so much that they became one. Hmm. So, the burning question I could think would be, like, why me? Like, what attached us? I don't know that that really... Yeah. Because, again, as soon as you know that you are Loki, like, as soon as you become a Rift of Loki, you know that you are Loki. Mm-hmm. You understand why you're Loki. It's just, you have uh, other obligations in your life that prevent you from just outright being Loki. Mm-hmm. But, since this is your destiny... Uh, and Loki's insistence that he should uh, rule from the throne of Asgard, you might need to figure out what the throne of Asgard is in your world. I like that a lot. So where's the throne or what? I'd say what. Where slash. What and where maybe. Yeah. Where slash what is the throne. All right. All right. And now I think. Now, for real this time, let's finish the cat. Meow. <laughs> All right. All right. Meow, 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 meow. I'm a cute cat. Okay. <laughs> you know what? All allowed. This cat. This is cat. <laughs> Honestly, I was going to make the joke and pick everything meow, so no one really knows. But I think, I think it'd be a okay, hilarious but... joke, but let's, I'll be serious here. What lies at the core of your personality? Oh, I mean, obviously the core personality is I'm a freaking cat. That's kind of an appearance thing, which I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you, no, you can't do that. But like, cats kind of come in like categories, kind of like you have types of guys. There's types of cats. Uh, You got your, uh, you got your, uh, sorry, what? (laughs) Dumb joke, but I'll repeat it. I said, ah, I get it. Categories. Oh, (laughs) cat puns. We have far exceeded the cat pun limit for this episode already all right we'll tone it down let's tone it down keep going anyway anyway so like you've got your your shy cats you got your uh your angry cats you got your friendly cats you got your uh over wheat cats yeah kind of you got your demand you got your demanding kind of cats 
who want everything done for and them. I think I'd be more mm-hmm. of a friendly cat. But I mean, they can be friendly. They can be more than one type of cat at once. But uh, how would he categorize that, though? I don't know. You, I'm, I'm just saying you should probably come up with like what is your cat's like? What type of cat is it? Like what? How does it behave around other cats and people? Well, uh, actually, funny enough, kind of like Puss in Boots. Very loud and proud. Loud and proud, and also yeah, the cutest eyes ever that you just can't ever, you never, you can never <laughs> say no to those eyes. And if you do, you are a heartless monster. <laughs> All right, so kind of like uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't to, know how like, to describe it either. Feisty but friendly. You know what? We'll go with it because I, I we don't need to say chameleons. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up to make sure I spelled chameleon right. Oh, All right. Anyways, okay. anyway, I I don't know. Feisty but friendly. Feisty friendly neighborhood cat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, remember you got to fit it on that one line. The boxes do not expand. How do you spell feisty? If I F E I S T. Okay, so I got the E and I. Um, friendly. Cat. That darn E and I rule. I hate the E and yeah. I rule so much. It doesn't. It doesn't even work for most <laughs> words. With the I know, E-I. right? <laughs> it's the worst actual worst. All right. So that's the first thing people so notice actually, about this you. This one might also be a four question, like a four power tag thing. Uh, you can only have one uh, four oh. uh, power tag oh, character. Mm. A oh, theme. That sucks. You can't have. Uh, I know. You're, you, when you're starting out, though, you're only allowed to have the one theme that has two weaknesses and uh, four right. tags. Okay. Yeah. No. No one cat should have all that power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and plus we don't. I don't want to get rid of Randy the Rabbit. <laughs> that's, that's too good. <laughs> all right so the first thing people would notice would be um the cute cat eyes those big the brown eyes, eyes. okay right. that works One too more. what skills what what when you want you can also come across as what special skill or status do you pursue because of your personality what aspect of your personality keeps you safe or helps you resist influence what quality or item best expresses your personal style or enhances it what useful habit or routine have you cultivated thanks to your personality? What typically interests you? How do you strive to improve yourself? Jay is not applicable to this character. No, it character. is not. No, it's it is cat. not. <laughs> I think, uh, hold on, go up a little bit more. James. Yeah, I gotcha. I think F, what aspect of your personality keeps you safe or helps you resist influence? You know, I feel like most people wouldn't want to harm a cat unless they're a monster. Right. <laughs> So I think I think that would keep you safe. Just let, like uh, paste in the entire text from that one meme. You wouldn't you wouldn't have beef with me, just a silly little guy or whatever. <laughs> I'm just a silly little guy. <laughs> well, I could I I could do F, but I'm also trying to think about what can I do for like C. Because I mean, if I make it like a puss in boots, mm. I basically get what I would say. Maybe you have access to a lot of information because you handle this group of cats. Um, uh, I, no, that would be a, that's kind of a, a perk of a separate theme. Oh, okay. Um, this is just like, as a cat, what do I, uh, I don't know. I get my way could be a good answer for C. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure, um, that's not maybe like, uh, something for something else real quick. Yeah, I think we'll do C, I get my way. Well, I, just, okay. I just want ABC as the final. That's fine. <laughs> Sometimes it works out like that. Now, uh, on to the weaknesses. What happens when you let yourself go too far? What sort of people or conditions make your personality less effective? 
What aspect of your appearance, style, or physique can get in the way? What happens when you are pushed to, to the corner? I'm um, actually... Alright, so see, yeah. So see, yeah, I'm basically very small. <laughs> I was actually gonna say, like, you know how cats can be extremely lazy at times, too. So I was thinking more like a bee. The uh, personality of a cat, you know, I'm kind of even, like, lazier, too. Need a cat yeah, nap? Like, need a cat nap, basically. <laughs> Alright. You could do that. I still like the idea of answering C as, yeah, so basically I'm very small. <laughs> nah, I want to say I'm at least, but cat, I'm at least medium-sized catnap, cat. Needing a cat. Okay, even if you're a medium-sized cat in a world of humans, you're very small. Uh, mm. You could be the biggest cat in the playground and still be very small. But also, what people or conditions make your personality less effective? Uh, if you want to say, like, catnaps, that would very often probably get in the way of you fulfilling your missions. Mm -hmm. It would be pretty funny, not gonna lie. I think I think it could work. I think it would be a good answer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to do. Cat okay. In the middle of the battlefield. <laughs> I, I try to stare intensely into the guy, but then I just fall asleep. <laughs> Staring <laughs> intensely makes me sleepy. <laughs> You're about done with your. Sh you're about done with your shift. Stomach growls. Okay, guys, lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a city of mist character, guys. Awesome. That's two of them actually. One's a cat, um, who's also a cop. Download with my changes <laughs> here. So anyway, uh, with that, I I think that's it actually. Um, let me make sure there's not a step four. I don't think there is though. I I just wanted. To oh yeah, step four is the crew. Oh. The crew theme. I almost forgot oh, the crew crap. theme. That's like the most important we part. Forget about the crew theme. Wait, well, would it be different? Would this be different is what for a gatekeeper though. It. We should look, but I don't think it is. I think that we can kind of operate the same way, especially since one character is still a rift. So anyway, we can we can always pull one of the template theme characters as well if we want to, uh, or the theme one of the template theme books. Uh, we've we did that in our official game because the, the templates are very good uh but anyway let's ju just read through this review the concept of your crew as a reflection of the series concept you all agreed upon at the beginning of the exposition session uh for context you we would have an exposition se session where everyone kind of like y'all have heard of session zero i don't need to explain the concept of session zero everyone lays out mm -hmm. expectations you kind of give a general you kind of get a general idea of each other's characters and then you talk about, okay, what kind of series do we want to run? Exposi the exposition session is no different. It's not really a game where, it's not really a session where you actually, like, sit down and play the game unless you have time left over at the end and you really want to, like, I don't know, do a prologue or something. But, like, it, it's an important part of the, the game. Anyway, back back on track. Review the concept of, of exposition session. Flesh it out together by thinking about the following questions. What is our shared goal? Who or what brought us together? Why do we work together? Where do we meet? What sort of resources do we have at our disposal? I honestly think the why do we work together thing might be a good thing to like build a crew theme around. Mm -hmm. Because one of you is a gatekeeper and the other one is a rift. So typically they don't work together. Well, I'm thinking, actually, I actually do have an answer. I think also might be able to agree okay. with this one. Um, so basically, mm -hmm. Logie's goal 
would be probably to like you know to ascend the throne, take the throne of uh, Asgard. But yet you might have you might have other gods standing in your way. My duty is to make sure um, anyone that goes out of goes out of hand is personally controlled and or sealed away if need be. So that works. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But I but uh, I have a another thing. Like Austin's character is Loki, one fourth Loki on his dad's side, as we established right. in the beginning. But <laughs> Let's not forget the rest of Zeus and mom said. He's right. right. <laughs> but he is far more logos than mythos. So I think his motivations are probably more in line with his logos side. Yeah. So like he we talked about like he's got this whole field of knowledge that he never gets to use in his daily life that working with you is suddenly very relevant. That's true. true. Would actually get to use my degree for something. Which uh, most people nowadays don't get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that does work, and I like that. I, I also like that. I think that works really well. All right. So, for this, if you uh, scroll down to, I think it's page three on the character sheet, um, where we have the... No, yeah, that's the... It's it's page one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think so. We got crew, yeah. story tags. Crew. Yep, story tags. Oh, you mean on the character card. No, I'm talking about, like, you've got that one blank theme. Oh, yeah. that one. That okay. it, yeah. That could be an extra theme, which is a thing that you worry about much later in the game. But I think for our purposes, we'll use it to fill out your crew theme data. And so I think the the crew here, the purpose of this crew is like I think it may have just started out as an information exchange. Hmm. Oh, I like, have an idea. Um, I have an idea of how the information exchange happened. Okay. He just one day notices me and just follows me and kind of learns something. Sees a cat being sus. Just follows the sus cat. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was actually my original thinking of, like, how's, like, they met. It's just one day Austin's character noticed a cat being rather suspicious and followed it, which led mm-hmm. it to uh, some place he probably shouldn't need to be, but was okay to be there. I, I, I think, uh, tell, you can, like, if you're not okay with this, just tell me. But I think maybe it it could be that uh, Austin's character here saved your life. Austin, what did you name your character? Did you give them a name? I have not given them a name yet. We should probably do that so we can just stop. We can co- stop calling them just Austin's right. character. <laughs> yeah. Um. What's a What's a good What's a good name for a Loki? Alligator uh, Jones. <laughs> I'm just I'm just messing. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about your your human side, then you could always just go with like uh, uh, John. Your name uh, is human name. First name human. <laughs> last name name. John. Name. John Doe. John Doe. Oh come Doe. on, that is too simple. <laughs> That's too simple. Everyone does that. His his actual his actual name is John Doe, the most generic man's man ever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And, I mean that that would that'd be funny, but I I I don't like the name. Uh, yeah, I don't like. The I don't name. like that. I mean that'd be funny. Good for, good for comedy. That'd be good, good comedy if we actually went far farther with this. But for this purpose, no. What about John Odin's? Ooh, yeah, like Jonathan Odin's. Jonathan Odin's, please come to the office. <laughs> I think it's mad in here that in school. Well, we know he didn't get bullied as for his first name. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what I was thinking is what I think it might be that like, are are we going with John Odin's or do you want to come up with something? No, we can do John Odin's. (laughs) 
Okay. I think it could just be that John, uh, like, identified, like, you were going after a target. John identified the target uh, and, like, who the target was because he was already uh, awakened as Loki at that time. And that information saved your life, Cat. Uh, <laughs> yes, my name is Cat with a K. Okay. Um, but, yeah, do you, that, I think that could be, like, the way the partnership started. It's, like, just by accident. John saw something he wasn't supposed to, gave you information that saved your life. That works. Because I don't have anything and better, so, you, so that works. Yeah. And so as a reward, you did not also wipe his memory. So what, where would we write that? Story tags? Uh, you don't necessarily need to write that anywhere. It's just, like, we, we need to come up with, like, some kind of plausible, like, thing for this partnership to be based around. Gotcha. And I think, uh, so first off, the type for this would just be... It's just called a crew theme. So on the uh, the page one blank theme theme card where it says type, just say crew, and then theme title could be uh, partners of convenience. I don't know. Uneasy partnership. Um, yeah, uneasy alliance. Exchange of knowledge. You want to go with an uneasy alliance? Yeah, I think that works. All right. It's A L I E N C E, right? No, it's A L. L I E N C E. Yeah. Is it E N C or A N C E? No, it's A N C E. Yeah. Oh, A N C E? So it's A L I A N C E? Yeah. There we go. Okay. Uh, now we got power tag questions. Uh, and just a, a side note to anyone playing along at home and who intends to use this character on their own games crew, crew themes counts as extra themes. And extra themes work a little differently than your normal themes. Extra themes have have power tags, but there's a a concept of with your power tags called burning a tag, where basically you can burn a tag for an automatic success on a roll. Weaknesses and status conditions are still applied, but if you burn a power tag, then it would count as if you rolled a seven with a power of three, which is a ten. And since this is a Powered by the Apocalypse game, a 10 is a perfect success. So, if you have no weaknesses uh, and no uh, applicable uh, status conditions, then you would just automatically get a great success with a power of 3. If you have any statuses that take away from your power, then it could still be a mixed success. I say all that to say... Using a tag the regular way on on an extra theme, including the crew theme counts as burning the tag. And when one person in the crew uses a tag off the crew theme, it counts as burned for the entire crew. You need to recover burned power tags the exact same way you would recover a burned tag through regular gameplay, which is either by rolling a change the game roll or by focusing on fixing that up during your montage, which is kind of like a, a downtime activity. Right. With that out of the way, let's go ahead and make our power tags. First off, we need... A, how do you help, assist, or support? I think we've answered that one with knowledge, yep, information. Right? Yeah, like... Information broker, breaker, right? Yep. Uh, exchanging information, yeah, kind of. B, where do you meet, work, rest, or prepare for action? Do we want to answer B? Uh, I don't know if B makes sense for you guys. Uh, what have you learned to do well together? The, there's a typo oh, here. Oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that, oh, too. Whoops. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for uh, noticing. Uh, I 
I'll have to check and see if that's in the actual like printed text or if that's just on my version of the PDF. Uh, hopefully they fixed it uh, for the second release. Because again, as I've explained before, I am using an older version of the text. If you buy City of Mist today, the uh, core rulebook has been split into the player's handbook and the MC toolkit. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't really matter which one you have. It, the only difference is the MC toolkit comes with a bunch of sample cases, which you can download for free off the website if you have the older book. So, who is guiding, backing, or assisting your operation? You could do this one because technically one of you is working for the gatekeepers, so all of your actions are sanctioned by the gatekeepers. The gatekeepers will not get in your way while you are uh, doing work together. That is true. true. That that would work really well. That would... Be a very good story hook. As yes. Well. All right. So, mm. uh, what, 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 uh, what number? What letter was this? Was D? it D? Yes. Yeah. Uh, ha, ha, D, not the gatekeepers. Okay. How to get that out of there? <laughs> Guiding gatekeepers. Thank you very much. Yep. Guiding gatekeepers fits. Yep. I agree. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm right. Because I always when I spell guide, I always spell guild somehow. <laughs> like I always go with guild. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I meant to say guide, mother. <laughs> <laughs> gate Kepper. Who wants a guiding gate Kepper? Okay. And then we've got how do you get around? What environments or situations are you most comfortable in? What special sources of information do you have? What sort of reputation or name have you made for yourselves? What approach or tactic do you share in tackling challenges? What kind of special gear, resource, or power is at your disposal? Um. One of those did sound pretty good, but I forget which one it was again. There's a couple that I liked, which was the special sources of information. Yeah, that was an interesting one, but I was thinking of something else. I think it was a higher up from there. Um, was it F, what environments or situations are you most comfortable in? No, it might have been a G. G, what special sources of information oh, do you have? Uh, let's see, higher up than that, how do you get around? Um... And then we were back to things that we've already either used or shot down. All right. Um, um, well, what approach or tactic do you share in tackling that, challenges? Was that the was other... the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay. So you guys got an idea for that? Oh, no, but we can come up with one easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. How do we tackle this? Oh, okay. I get it. Um, you're the, yeah, so, uh, you're the bronze on the cleanup. Yeah. Like, we work well because... I handle the actual situation while you and your crew kind of stays back, and then you guys just clean up after me. So that could be like one of the, the listed, crew. yeah, yeah, one of the listed items yeah. is divide and conquer, but cleanup crew also works. All right, so I, so it would be I, and then either divide and conquer or cleanup crew. I like cleanup All right. crew. And which what okay. letter was this again? I. 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 We're on to weakness. Yay! What is flawed or lacking in the way you operate together? How do you get each other into trouble? Who or what are you all afraid of? What places or situations do you find tough to handle? Okay, I think uh, A or B would probably work yeah, well I was thinking here. A, yeah. uh, actually. Uh-huh. I was also thinking A, because if you're a cat, there's not really a way we can communicate well Right, with and I was other. thinking because, you know, I'm a gatekeeper, you're a mythos, I mean, you know, kind of, our jobs mm. do kind of... I think there's two ways... I think there's two ways you could play this. One, you have trouble communicating. Two, you don't approve of each other's actions. 
He doesn't improve me mm. sealing away the powers, and I don't improve him beating him up. <laughs> uh, no, I think he's okay. He's okay helping you complete missions, but I think uh, there could be times when, like, you are sent to deal with someone seemingly harmless. Uh, because the higher ups know that they might, uh, they might eventually become a threat to to the stability of the world. Or I th- I think it's the kind of thing like where you help him wh- when you know it benefits you. But like there will be times when you are at odds because you you have goals mm-hmm. that are not in line with what the gatekeeper's mission is, and the gatekeepers are not really huge fans of rift based activities. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be a B thing. Like you get each other into trouble by like um conflicts of interest. <laughs> yeah, conflicts of interest would get you into each into trouble or a what is flawed or locking in the way you operate together. I think you could do either one of those. You either have conflicting interests or you have trouble communicating. Either way, I think we could get some interesting role play out I think, of it. I think if you I mean, want just... interesting role play, uh, B would be the better choice. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Um, okay. I think conflicts of interest would be way better than not being able to like communicate right? at all. I think you guys can have some form of communication. It's it's just like if you need to like share complicated messages, like James's character can't do that. <laughs> yeah. This that would be better for story, definitely. Like I think there could be some comedy in the in the uh, communication challenges, but there's a lot more drama in the conflicts of interest. And this is a noir story, so gotta have that drama. Yep, we need that drama. Yep. Okay. Now we need the mystery or identity. For example, get it done, get paid. Don't ask questions for a param- for paramount the paramilitary mercenaries, high school detectives teams. What strange forces are meddling with our school and why? Greek gods, it's either us or the Titans. Something you all agree must be done or must never be allowed. So, like, come up with an identity. The central question in a case you all want to solve, like a mystery. A code of conduct you all abide by, identity. A strange riddle which is key to your destiny, mystery. What was that first thing you said, Joel? Let's see. Something you all agree must be done or must never be allowed. Yeah, I was... Maybe we could do something along that lines. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of like something that we wouldn't be allowed to do. Something that would conflict too much. You're not allowed to take my power. Like I think this is something like like you both agree must not happen in the world, not necessarily between you two. Not that you give each other a passport, but like <laughs> nah. If I wanted to, I'll take hap- the powers. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I was thinking like world issues. Like, I want. I'm trying to think. Like, okay, we have an uneasy alliance. What could be like? Okay, so our alliance. You saved me. You saved my char- my character, and I had oh yeah a little bit by letting you do all the muscle work. All right. I, I okay. I've got an idea. I think you are right about saying like something you all agree must be done or must never be allowed. Um, I think John as a character values a sense of normalcy. And I don't think he would be appreciative if that was stolen from other people. Right. Yeah. I think you would both be in agree- agreement myth- that mythos should not be allowed to inflict their will on the on the everyday lives of innocence. That does that work. Works. Like I don't I don't know what what succinct way you could say that to fit on those two lines, but like 
that's I think that's kind of the the one thing you guys can agree on is people should not be allowed allowed to wield power to hurt others. Mythos cannot ruin reality. Maybe that might work. All right. I was I was gonna say I was gonna say like mythos should not interfere with uh, normal people or something like that. Yeah. Interfere with normacy. That's what I was gonna say. Okay. Okay. That works. And that I think is actually it. Unless you guys want to do the crew relationships. The crew relationships thing is pretty simple. Basically, you guys uh, hear each other's character concepts, write down the character's name on your crew list. Uh, so basically, each of you would have exactly one person to write down. And then you would de- need to decide whether you would give them a help point or a hurt point to start with. Basically, are you? this is determining how is your guy's relationship at the beginning of the game. Uh, and I think it would be fair to say you guys are strained, so you it would be up to you to, to determine, like, okay, is it strained to the point that, like, I think uh, it would be it would be safe to say, like, your guys' relationship is strained, but it's up to you to decide, okay, would I actively, like, try and get, get in the way of this person's interests at this time, or am I more inclined to help them achieve their goals? I think John in the beginning would definitely be more inclined to help than to hurt. Okay, so you would give uh, Kat, which is just Kat spelled with a K, <laughs> one help point. Yes. Uh, now, Kat, you have already stated several times that without hesitation, you would take uh, John Odin's power away if you de- determined he became a threat. So I think it would make sense for you to give a hurt point unless you have another argument well, I'm saying we're just doing this from another, the beginning like in, right like i'm i was thinking like if we were continuing with the story i'd feel like eventually the conflicts would get big and big to the point where i would start hurting john just a bit tie a bit yeah like i feel like in the beginning we're smooth okay the alignment's cool and then as we get on it kind of just really strains kind of really deteriorates yeah. like this doesn't this wouldn't have to be a set thing right right like you're like you how, how you see this going at the beginning is not necessarily how it will play out at the end because you guys will reassess your relationship at the end of every session. So basically. I think like if we're just starting out, I would mm-hmm. probably also put like a help point just in case because okay. that, that's I like right. that. So right now, you... like you know, we meet, we do stuff together, and it lines up. But then as we continue on with the story, our conflicts start uh, inf- conflicting and uh, things get out of hand. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you guys will, uh, one or both of you will compromise on values to the point that things don't come to a head because you've influenced each other to a certain degree. I think, I think that, I think the way things are set up, things will eventually come to a head if John pursues Loki's goals for him. Yeah. Right now, that is so far from uh, John's regular, like, daily life interests that that probably won't happen unless Loki's influence over John grows stronger. Like, if he loses a, a Logos theme and replaces it with Mythos themes. Yeah. I think at that point, like, things would start yeah. to break down and your interests might skew more towards, like, well, maybe I do deserve to rule. <laughs> and of course maybe this is uh, course, my, my purpose yeah, that'll be your purpose and then of course if you if you waged four mythos entirely completely gave in <laughs> well that uh, no. that's where uh we done no you can you can only have three of one type of theme if you lose your final logos theme or you lose your final mythos theme 
you will either become a sleeper or an avatar. And there are special rules for playing as a sleeper and an avatar. Oh, okay. Basically, it's a state you can end whenever you want to, whenever it seems relevant to you to end it, uh, that you can just wake up as a new mythos or uh, return to a sense of humanity. Maybe not even the same person, just have a new human goal that uh, that strays from the single, singular focus of your avatar. Mm. Anyway. I love this system. It has so much room for like character development as like mechanical growth, leveling up, oh, right. etc. Uh, it is very it is. cool. I would love to play a game in this system at some yes, point. Yes, Joel, you need to organize well, one for us. <laughs> I may try to do that at some point. But for right now, we are basically done with this. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We're not actually done yet. I don't know why I'm making it sound like we are. Before we wrap up, James, do you have any, uh, like, do you have a mixtape to drop on us or any other projects or anything that you would like our audience to go check out that you're doing? Well, uh, as you know, I do stream here and there. And what's that channel name? Uh, you can, uh, go on Twitch. It used to be God King Tyrone, but now I changed it to Master King Tyrone. So if you go on Twitch, look up Master King Tyrone. I stream on Tuesdays and Fridays now. It used to be Wednesday, but I'm taking that out. But All yeah, right. mostly it'd probably be like, you know, playing on my Switch, but I have been doing a Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door series, like going back through my childhood, playing those type of games. Nice. I should warn you, this will probably not come out until July, so you will probably be done with Paper Mario by the time people uh, hear this. Well, but I do. I actually already do have a plan for after Paper Mario. I have heard that there's a Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness ROM hack that makes the game a lot harder, and it has a Lolan forms in it, so I really want to play that. Ooh. Curious. Hey, can you send that link my way? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can send that your way. Yeah, maybe just drop that in the group chat here. <laughs> anyway, so you can, uh, of course, find me by going to jholland.start.page. Uh, I will probably eventually have a better thing for that. And I have secured a Twitter account for the game. I will probably be dropping a link to this in uh, other videos and posts. But we have a Twitter account, which is at LiteralCatPod. As of right now, that is kind of the only web presence I have for us, but I'm, I will probably make a Tumblr thing as well by the time this comes out, because Tumblr has the ability to embed audio in posts. Oh, that's oh, cool. I know that. Yeah, and we're doing a podcast, so that seemed relevant. Very much so. So anyway, I'll probably make a start page for Literal Cat Pod as well that'll link to, like, the Tumblr, the Twitter, the TikTok, the Instagram. Actually, I don't know if Instagram would be any good. Instagram is kind of going downhill, so I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, finally, Austin. Um, so I mentioned this in the first episode, I believe. Uh, I did end up changing my online handles. So uh, you can now find me on Twitter, Twitch... And I think that's really all I use. Um, but you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Avalon Alchemist, capital A on both of those. Um, I will going to start streams up again very soon because um, I did get my new setup installed. Nice. So I'm going to be running stuff like uh, Destiny's going to be a mainstay. 
um maybe some one or uh, two uh two <laughs> oh, playing destiny one just ugh. um but Destiny's going to be a mainstay. I've been playing modded Call of Duty Zombies, which has been fantastic. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to be playing tons of indie games, uh, such as uh, Ooblets, uh, probably Slime Rancher again before Slime Rancher 2 comes out. Uh, nice. Stuff like that. Man, I think that I think that's actually it this time for now. Uh, so, Austin, you want to close us out here? Um, You're allowed well, to use a pun. I, it's okay. It's true. We've used many cat puns in this recording specifically, but I hope you all have a good day. Keep it fresh, um, and uh, we'll see you around next time. No, no cat pun. Just a, a nice send off. Wow. Uh, okay. What I think, a I think the... catastrophe. Catastrophe, <laughs> indeed. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to one of our first recordings of how to make a literal cat in your favorite RPG. These episodes were recorded before we had certain information nailed down, so some of it might be missing or inaccurate. Under normal circumstances, we try and discuss this information in episode, but for the record, Joel Holland, me, is on social media and publishing sites with the username Denalo Lioge. I understand that you might not guess how to spell or pronounce that, so you can go to jholland.start.page linked in the show notes, to access all of those links at once. Austin Irwin has recently changed his username on most social media sites from Redhead Warlock to Avalon Alchemist. He's active on Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok under the new name. If you have a specific type of cat you'd like to see, you can email us at literalcatpod at gmail.com to recommend games, suggest character concepts and prompts, or to request collaborations, guest spots, or other business inquiries. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at LiteralCatPod to receive updates, ask questions, and of course, don't forget to leave a review on the listening service of your choice. If you want us to see it, though, I highly recommend leaving a review on Podchaser. Finally, you can grab all the character sheets at bit.ly slash LiteralCatPod. Following that link will take you to a Dropbox folder containing every character sheet from every episode. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Okay, you wanna you wanna do that just like one more time for a clean uh Man, what a cat trust <laughs> blooper reels. It's okay. Welcome it's to okay. the bloopers, everyone <laughs> <laughs> Cat Trust. Okay, screw it. Welcome to the this this is quite the catopolis better. <laughs> the there, you there you go, that's better. <laughs>